0: Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author, Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John.
1: Thank you, Anna. And hi, everybody. Welcome to Episode 14 of the Minister's Friend Podcast. I'm so glad you've joined us today. You know, we all know those who may be very educated, talented, or otherwise very capable people who just simply do not play well with others. These are folks that keep their families in high-stress mode. They may also wreak havoc on their church families. But in many cases, they have little or no awareness of their impact. These are people with low EQ, or low emotional intelligence. Whether they are true power brokers or just live like a bull in a china shop, they consistently frustrate and even hurt people with their attitudes, their words, and their actions. This week, I continue my interview with Dr. Daryl Thompson from the Evangelical Free Church in America on the topic of EQ, particularly low EQ. I hope it's helpful to you. Let's jump back into our discussion. Here's the second segment of my interview with Daryl. You know, Daryl, I I would say that a lot of times churches, when they are... um, They're looking for leaders. They'll, they'll look to 1st Timothy chapter 3 for the criteria and, and they'll try to, um, try to match that up. But churches are not really good at vetting people with respect to either the spiritual maturity that you're talking about or also Christ-like character, which I think is another, um, indicator of that maturity and, and of, of EQ. Um, as, as, uh, churches are, are looking for leaders, as churches are, are looking for people to lead small groups as churches are looking for youth leaders and, and anybody in a, in a leadership capacity. Um, what have you seen that they're they really are missing with respect to not only EQ but maybe some of these other things and so they end up putting people in because they're part of the right family or they're very popular or but they don't have some of those those critical factors. What kinds of things are you seeing that they're they just seem to be missing over and over again?
2: Yeah. Um, you, you know, I, I've come to the place um, and um, Peter Scazzario and John, I know that you're aware of him, but he's the one who's made the connection. And I think it's challenging for most people when they hear that. Peter has said that there you cannot be spiritually mature and be emotionally unhealthy. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I, I do think that he is right. And that doesn't mean that we are. Uh, without growth areas in our emotional health and whatnot, but we cannot be spiritually mature and not be growing to be increasingly emotionally healthy. And so I think um, uh, what what I think is probably the most helpful thing to do is look at what is the history of a person's personal relationships. So if you have somebody who's come to your church and you've noticed that their history over the last 10 years is that they've been in two other churches And they've left those two other churches with problem, unresolved relationships. Um, And yet they are, maybe they have a history of being a teacher or leading groups or whatever it is in the past. Uh, You have the red flags to tell you that you need to know more before you entrust any kind of ministry, significant ministry uh, role uh, to them. Because I think... One of the ways I attempt to say it is the best indicator of a person's spiritual maturity is the health of their personal relationships. So look at what relationships they have. Do they have close relationships? Uh, Have people enjoyed working with them? Has it been a positive experience? What's the relationship with their spouse and with their family members? Um, Get to know and learn enough about those kinds of things so that those things are not the sole decider but a contributor to the decision on whether or not this person is is capable and able to step into the role that you're considering them to do Um, you know having having good abilities will will not overcome the fact that your ability to understand your own emotions others emotions manage them well relate to other people well make working with that person a positive experience the team they're on a positive experience Um, Having good EQ will will make that happen, even though they have limited and are growing in their Bible knowledge and some of those other areas. So anyway, um, just looking at the history of relationships and uh, what positive relationships there are at the present time is, is a, a valuable thing to take into consideration and to add to the process of looking at someone and involving them in a certain role or a Certainly a significant role, such as being a group leader or a study leader or a teacher, um, those kinds of things.
1: I absolutely agree. I love that you're talking about the family relationships, too, because those are sometimes huge indicators. Um, I've seen over the years as a pastor, well, I ac- actually also as, a, as coming alongside pastors and, and, and local churches. But as a pastor, I've had in, in each of my churches, I've had um, women who treated their husbands poorly. Um, and, and, um, and even spoke poorly of them publicly. I've seen men who have treated their, their wives, uh, poorly, um, very controlling, almost manipulating. Um, I've noticed that many of the people that, that I have struggled with as a pastor, um, also have ongoing broken relationships with their kids, especially their adult kids, um, This is a a repeating pattern in church after church after church. And so I I think that that uh, you've given very wise words here about uh, those personal relationships. And I would say it's probably important for uh, for local churches and pastors and leaders as they're considering people for other leadership positions, pay attention to those family relationships in particular, because they sometimes are a a big indicator of the the problem.
2: Uh, And John, I, I appreciate your comments on that. Um, in my earlier comments, I suggested one of the indicators is high negatives on key relationships and um, low positives on those key relationships. And those key relationships are certainly family relationships. Uh, if there's a lot of energy and laughter, uh, you're in you're getting some positive indicators in those relationships. If uh, if there's not a lot of energy, if there tends to be um, uh, just this uh, anxiety and so on um you know healthy eq helps people to develop and brings the best out of them and uh, so anyway the family is certainly probably the highest of those important personal relationships that it should manifest itself in
1: Uh, daryl can you tell our listeners how you became a student of eq
2: yeah john thanks for thanks for asking that um You know, in 2008, I moved from being a local church pastor into the role of being a district superintendent and kind of working. One of the primary things that I'm involved in is working with pastors. And um, there was a lot about this role that I was familiar with, having served on our district board and um, being closely connected to our previous superintendent. But the biggest surprise to me, John, was discovering how often there was poor relationships between church leadership and pastors. Um, that, uh, that took me by surprise mm. and, uh, my learning curve led me to discover that, that a major contributor, um, in most of those situations, all of them might be overstating it, but most of those situations was that there was an EQ issue on the part of the pastor. Now mm. there certainly are contributing factors when there's EQ issues. And I've observed that as well. And leadership teams, um, and elder boards or so on, but that was the biggest surprise to me, John, so in my in my effort to kind of understand what was going on, um, it kind of led me to being rec- recognizing that there was something to this thing called EQ that I was beginning to discover, and I read a couple of books, and I discovered in those books that it, it was mentioning this and bringing it out, so it, it just brought this to my attention and it made me interested in it because I, I was encountering it and, and um and experiencing it and uh, I was just uh, surprised by how significant it was. Um and uh b- before our visit here, John, I made I just wrote down a list of uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight individuals, pastors who that was the dominant issue that resulted in them being asked to leave or leaving before being asked to leave their mastery positions. So it was wow. my in this role as a district superintendent uh, that brought this to my attention and helped me begin to understand what was going on and why these issues kept persisting and why they weren't able to be resolved. Even when reconciliation was mm-hmm. attempted and so on, they simply weren't able to effectively bring things to a healthy place.
1: Mm -hmm. My friend Tom Johnston has said that if a pastor is going to blow up his ministry, it is rarely because of a theological issue. It's almost always a breach of his or her character. This fits with what Darrell has seen, that in many cases, the biggest factor ending a pastor's tenure in a church is a relational problem caused by low EQ. As I think of it, the pastors I have known with healthy EQ have tended to be long-term pastors with great relational fruit. One of the pioneers on the topic of emotional health is Dan Goleman. In his 1996 book on the subject, he identifies five foundational principles of EQ that I find very helpful. 1. Self-Awareness 2. Self-Regulation 3. Motivation 4. Empathy. and 5. Social Skills. People with healthy emotional intelligence are strong in all five areas. In fact, one of the clearest indicators that a person is dealing with low EQ is that they cannot seem to see the negative impact they're having on their relationships, especially within their immediate family. If any one of these five areas is lacking or a place of immaturity, it will nearly always lead... To a negative impact on relationships. I love that Daryl suggests churches look at a person's relational history before appointing them to a leadership position. Low EQ will nearly always show up in many kinds of relationships family, neighbors, work, and the church. It is true wisdom to ensure that a person with low EQ does not export the frustration and damage they have fostered on other people into the family of God. Next time, we're going to discuss what happens when it's the pastor who is the one with low EQ. If you've been blessed by the minister's friend, would you please do us a favor and subscribe on whatever platform you listen, and leave us a review? We so appreciate your help in this. And please, be sure to tell your friends and the pastors that you know about us, because we don't advertise your recommendation to others is the only way we can grow our audience. I'm glad you were with us today. Again, be sure to check out our show notes. And thank you so much for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again real soon.
0: You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimball.com. That's podcast at johnrkimball.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!